Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? everyone this is ashley adams i'm your host at house of cards we have a great show this hour we'll be talking with martin harris martin harris is a writer a professor all-around great guy he's just written the story of america's favorite card game poker and pop culture so stay tuned we'll be talking to him Ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Wake up, poker fans! You're listening to House of Cards. Hi, everyone. It's Ashley Adams. Welcome back to House of Cards. 
We have a guest, uh, a guy that I have known for a long time, I have enormous respect for. He's a writer. He's on the faculty of UNC Charlotte. He works with Poker News. He is my editor of articles for Poker News. His name is Martin Harris. He's written a book that we're going to talk about, that he's going to talk about. I'm really happy to have him. Martin, are you there? Hey, Ashley. Glad to be here. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you're here. Tell our listeners first a little bit about your background as a writer and in the poker world so that they know you know of what you speak and write. Yeah, going way back, I'm a, I'm basically an academic. I, I'm a Ph.D. in English, and I taught full-time for a long time. And then I got into poker and writing about poker probably about 12, something like 12 years ago. And I uh, gradually... Uh, did reporting and writing on poker for various people for uh, several years while also teaching, and then gradually kind of switched over and became full-time with poker uh, as essentially a freelance uh, writer and then teaching part-time. And so I still teach part-time, um, but I am mostly working with Poker News and, and other people uh, writing about poker. And so I've been writing about poker, and then I also now a class that I teach at UNC Charlotte is called Poker in American Film and Culture. And I've been doing that for about seven years now. And that has become kind of the basis for this book that I'm, uh, that's going to come out next year. Gotcha. Uh, and I think you have allowed readers of Poker News to see samples of what's going to be in the book, right? I mean, a number of the things in the book have already appeared in Poker News. Do I have that right? That's right. And I, as I've been working on the book, I've discovered a lot of uh, that has been kind of revised and reshaped a bit. But actually, the whole story of the book goes back a long ways to probably about 10 years ago when I started writing a column that was titled Poker and Pop Culture and sort of focusing on these interesting stories about poker popping up in movies and music and these kind of non-poker contexts. Um, that was a long time ago. Um, and then that sort of came and went, and I actually wrote similar columns in other places for other sites and then revived it for Poker News uh, two or three years ago. And, yes, you can find some of those columns form the basis of things that are going to appear in the chapters in the book. So tell us what your favorite top two or three poker movies are. I am very partial to, I like the Cincinnati Kid very much, and I like California Split very much. Um, and some may say California, <clears throat> some may say California Split is more of a gambling movie than a poker movie, but it's got a couple of the greatest poker scenes in any movie uh, in that one. And I also have uh, very happily gotten to know a little bit uh, Joseph Walsh, who wrote the script for California Split, and I've gotten to talk to him a few times about it, and so my love of that film is is actually uh, increased by having talked to him, um, but probably probably those two are at the top of my list. Well, I, I love that movie. It's with Elliot Gould, I think, and who's the other, and um, Siegel, right? Uh, jo um, That's right, George Siegel, yeah. Right, and there's this, in fact, aren't there some cameo appearances by real professional poker players? Uh, Amaryllis Lim turns right. up uh, in the great scene towards the end when uh, they play, when uh, the character that George Seagal plays, Bill, he plays uh, at Reno in a, in a sort of a high-stakes game. He sits next to Amaryllis Lim, who essentially plays himself. Right. And do they play low ball in that movie, or are they playing something else? They do. In the opening scene, it's kind of a tour de force, this kind of 10-minute sequence where they recreated one of the old uh, Gardena clubs, the right. old poker clubs, and kind of created one uh, that very much resembles uh, the actual clubs. And in that scene, they play low ball. And that's one of the things, actually, Joseph Walsh talked about was how he had to convince the studio that they could actually put a scene where they're playing a game like low ball, which the audience is probably not going to be familiar with, um, and figure out a way to make it cinematic and interesting um, and where people watching the film aren't going to be confused about what's going on. And, and anyone can enjoy that, that scene. It's amazing. 
Yes, a wonderful scene. And I think it may be unique in its portrayal of lowball in a movie. I don't know of any other movie. I may be mistaken. You're the expert. But I think that may be the only at least mainstream movie that featured lowball as a game. Do you know if that's true? Yeah, I can't think of any actually off the top of my head. And I've, I'm sitting here with a big list of, of movies with poker in them. And it's almost always, it's you know, draw or stud, five-card stud, um, and occasionally seven-card stud, and of course more recently hold them. But low ball really doesn't turn up very much. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. For listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Martin Harris, who is a great writer. He's a professor at UNC. Uh, He's also the editor of all the stuff I send in, finds all sorts of typos to correct, which I appreciate. Right. And you, by mentioning Five Card Stud, that is the title of what I consider to be the worst poker movie (laughs) with Dean Martin. It's called, and it has right. even the, the the song, which became a little bit popular, uh, Five Card Stud, uh, which I can't sing. Yeah. I don't remember the melody, but man, that was an awful movie. Have you seen that one? Yes, yes. And I'll, uh, I, I'm probably going to mention that one, and I'm still actually working on the last couple of chapters in here, and I'll probably mention that. I will definitely mention the song in my chapter about poker and music. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's not a good, that's not a great one. Where do you put uh, Big Hand for a Little Lady in your pantheon of poker movies? I really like that one. I have it way up there. And uh, some find it, like uh, some people, poker writers, people like David Spanier and Anthony Holden, who've written great poker books, they kind of find it a little bit silly. Uh, and they, of course, find the big hand that takes up most of the movie as being uh, absolutely improbable, uh, which it is. And I think it's deliberately so. And I find that movie uh, very enjoyable and a lot of fun. And, and I think important, too, in the way it kind of uh, upsets some of the expectations about poker and, you know, plays with gender rules and talks about how women uh, maybe are can be more competitive than most poker movies suggest. Right. Um, and so I like Big Man for a Little Lady a lot. I do, too. I also love it because of the cast. I just think uh, 
The actors oh, yeah, they're fantastic. just really high quality. Um, my producer just slipped me a note. And what would you consider to be of all these movies, not necessarily the best movie, but the one that most realistically portrays poker? Well, that scene at the beginning of California Split would be the first thing that springs to mind for me um, in answering that question, uh, and which is just an uncanny scene and is based on uh, you know the experiences Joseph Walsh was, went, went into those clubs and he knew those, those people and, and it helped inform uh, how that scene plays out. I think one of the interesting things about poker in the movies is that it is probably the... In terms of popular culture, that's probably what area of popular culture has had the most influence on audiences and people's opinions about poker of any other sort of example of popular culture. That said, it's it's almost always unrealistic representations of poker. Um, and so it has the greatest influence, but it almost never presents poker in a realistic way. Um, maybe certain, you know, there will be certain sort of small elements that work well, but usually it's not the people who are making those movies aren't really that concerned about the realism of the games. Um, and it's kind of hard to show poker anyway, because a lot of what's going on is going on in the players' minds. And, you know, you have to figure out a way to make that that's, uh, understandable to an audience. That's true. And even so... I want to go back to The Cincinnati Kid, which is my all-time favorite movie. It has the absolute stellar cast, uh, including Cab Calloway and uh, Edward G. Robinson, Steve McQueen, Tuesday Weld, uh, Anne Margaret, just incredible cast, Carl Malden. Um, But what I love about it is the complete, humorously improbable final hand and I think I agree with Tony Holden. I think he made this comment that if this actually yep. happened as the hand played out in the movie, the obvious conclusion would not be that the man, Edward G. Robinson, was still the greatest poker player in the world. It would be that he cheated. It would be that the dealer must have been feeding him cards because there's no way that this hand would have played out. I think somebody did a statistical analysis and found the odds of this hand actually playing out as it did would be like a billion to one uh, of improbability. Do you agree or do you think, frankly, I'm not giving it enough credit for being realistic? I well, first of all, I don't. I'm not as bothered by the improbability of that hand. I sort of think what happens at the end of the film fits pretty well with the the lesson that it's advancing about the kid, um, Stephen Queen's character, sort of uh, having to gain experience before he can become the man. And one of the things you have to deal with is being unlucky like that. Um, I when I was at I recently I had a chance to go to. Uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the Center for Gaming Research, and do a lot of really fun digging around uh, in their uh, collections. And one of the things they had was an early draft. It was a first first draft of the Cincinnati Kid screenplay. And I was really hoping to find in there uh, some kind of evidence that maybe in the in the early draft there was something about uh, Lady Fingers cheating, or you know something to sort of inform that that theory about that final hand and there's nothing um and i really don't think that's an intention at all um there's no evidence in the film that really uh supports the idea that cheating is happening in that last hand and so you can think about it and i think it's perfectly um fine to speculate but there's really nothing to support the idea that that she cheated for the man in that final hand Right. What about other media and the appearance of poker? Uh, do you cover at all any of the stuff from television, for example? Like, I remember The Odd Couple had a recurring poker game. Uh, and I don't know if any other poker, if poker appeared on any other television shows on any regular basis. I'm sure there must have been poker games from time to time in many sitcoms. Could you tell our listeners anything about poker on television? 
Yeah, I definitely have a lot about poker on television, and The Odd Couple is is one of the shows where poker was important, and there's a bunch of them, and I'm hoping, actually, that's one of the things this book's going to do, is people are going to, you know, even people who are poker players and are familiar with poker are going to pick it up and discover all of these great sort of examples like this that they didn't know about. Um, but yeah, poker sort of turning up on, <clears throat> poker turning up on uh, lots of different shows like MASH. Um, if you ever watch that, there are many episodes of poker. Um, there's uh, poker, one show that people, who, who, if you never watch Star Trek The Next Generation, oh, yes. you might not realize. Oh, of yeah, course. That poker is in there a lot. And in fact, uh, several episodes, including the very last one, um, highlights poker. That's kind of important. It's the game is used to kind of like it is in other uh, in other TV shows to kind of help. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Outside temperatures may be dropping, but the action is just beginning to heat up at Borgata. With the 2019 Borgata Winter Poker Open, January 15th through February 1st. Borgata's Winter Poker Open features over 40 heart-pounding events, starting with a $2 million guaranteed deep stack kickoff event and ending with the televised WPT Borgata Winter Poker Open Championship, featuring a $3 million guaranteed prize pool. Last year's Winter Poker Open champion earned over $600,000. You could be next. Plus, Borgata is giving away one seat to the WPT Borgata Winter Poker Open Championship online at theborgata.com or qualify for as little as $5 at borgatapoker.com. 
2019 Borgata Winter Poker Open, January 15th through February 1st. Snow is in the air, ice in your veins. Complete tournament details available at theborgata.com. Must be 21 or older. Online gaming available in New Jersey only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at one 855 Pro Lawyers for your confidential discussion. Again, that's 1-855-776-5299. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 14th, 2019. The National Football League has entered into its first sponsorship agreement with a casino. The NFL has agreed to a three-year exclusive agreement with Caesars Entertainment, giving the casino company exclusive rights to NFL trademarks and promotion opportunities at the Super Bowl and the NFL Draft. The deal, which is reportedly worth $30 million, does not include sports betting. DraftKings Online Sportsbook in New Jersey has announced it will be expanding to include other games. Along with betting on sports, you can now play blackjack, video poker, roulette, the Wheel of Fortune slot machine, and the Cleopatra slot machine. DraftKings has been the number one revenue earner of all online books in New Jersey. And finally, PokerStars has become the official poker partner of the UFC. Under the agreement, the PokerStars brand will be integrated in the telecast of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, along with being included in the UFC's social media and digital outlets. So if someone gets knocked out, chances are they'll be lying unconscious on top of a PokerStars logo. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Bright Tech offers unique no-dust lighting products that fit right into your home, no construction required. Elevated designs should be available to everyone, not just the folks with the big bank accounts. Trick out your living room, create your perfect reading nook. Whatever the situation, Bright Tech has a lighting solution for you. And now get 5% off of your entire order when using our promo code RADIO5OFF at checkout. Head on over to brighttechshop.com and start designing the life you want. Bright Tech, your bright life realized. I'll say this. There's no such thing as a poker pro. No matter what Norman Chad says on the telecast, it's a total myth. I butter my bread with guys like this. 
They come out here by the plane load, the bus load, the car load. They think they got the game clocked because they can riffle chips with either hand. Bet? 200. Brunson, Gus Hansen, Seidel, ain't nothing special. Watch them on TV back in my house in Aliquippa. It's just so freaking obvious to me that they're bluffing. <laughs> I know, man. I can always tell what they've got. Oh, sure. It's obvious when ESPN is showing you their hole cards. There's no hole card cam here. You want to know what I'm holding? You're going to have to read my face. Little advice, kid. If you're going to wear the shades to keep me from looking at your eyes, don't adjust the frames whenever you catch an ace. Call. Oh, honey, don't give your stack a hand job every time you're going to raise. Why not? I raised 500. But Aliquippa, you're the best. You don't know it, but tonight, you're my ATM. You're listening to the House of Cards. Well, don't take it too hard. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, too. Stupid! What do you mean, stupid? Welcome back, listeners. For listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Martin Harris, who is a great writer. He's a professor at UNC. Uh, He's also the editor of all the stuff I send in, finds all sorts of typos to correct, which I appreciate. What about Um, poker songs? Right. What about poker songs, poker music? I mean, I know about Lady Gaga. Uh, We've heard that a lot. We have featured on our show. Uh, weird Al Yankovic version, I think. But what can you tell us about that? Yeah, there's a lot of songs. And it's the kind of thing that with, with that, um, you know, you find lots of examples of poker songs all through history. Um, and it's kind of a, it's a bit of a random story. You know, the, the songs turn up that happen to have uh, uh, poker references and, and be about poker. Um, but there's, uh, of course, the Kenny Rogers, the gambler is kind of the, the <laughs> right. most famous and most referred to um, example of poker in music. Um, and probably the most influential, you know, if you think about people uh, who aren't poker players, they, they've learned a little bit of strategy from Kenny Rogers um, and that song. And you hear that obviously referenced all the time about knowing when to hold them and when to fold them. Right. Um, so that's well, that's a place where there's a lot of uh, you know a, 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 a real influence on the culture. Yep, that's definitely true. I have a couple other questions that I've been dying to ask you. You know, I read a, a lot of the poker books that focus on things that may have been more myth than reality, like Cowboys Full, um, that explores poker in popular culture in a very broad way. I wonder if your book gets into any of those. Uh, famous debates like did the big game uh, ever really happen between Johnny Moss and Nick the Greek? Do you weigh in on that at all, or do you kind of leave that alone to other people to argue over? No, I actually do. I have a, uh, in fact, I think I have something real to contribute to that particular debate uh, in, in my book. I have, I ended up having to make a whole chapter called Poker and Folklore. Um, which kind of deals with these famous stories that may or may not be true um, of poker hands. And some of them are obviously made up, and some of them are, have a little bit of truth in them. Um, but then, actually, it's in another chapter that I'm going to bring in when I talk about poker in casinos and sort of becoming part of casino culture. Um, I'm going to bring in the, the story of, of um, that famous game and and basically kind of debunk a little bit of the, uh, the myths surrounding it. I had a nice uh, contribution from Jack Binion on this, where he uh, let me know uh, what he remembered of this. He was, he was uh, I guess, kind of a, a young person at the time, 
Um, and the story generally goes that Benny Binion had uh, Johnny Moss and Nick Dandelow's come and play this game uh, in Binion's and with an audience. Uh, and the game went on for a long time and was for millions of dollars and so on. Jack Binion uh, point, points out that it actually didn't exactly happen, happen that way. It wasn't at Binion's. Um, it didn't involve uh, the stakes that are usually described. And in fact, it gets confused with another game, um, as he pointed out for me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to share all of that in, in the book. That's terrific. I know that some of this you wrote for Poker News. I remember reading something about it. When will the book be available, and what's the best way for people to purchase it so that you get the largest chunk of change possible, Martin? Um, it should come out, if everything goes according to plan, it should come out in May, uh, just before the World Series of Poker. Um, and in, and the publisher is uh, D&B Books, and they're going to be at uh, – on the World Series selling it, and it, it will be available on Amazon, uh, on the DNB Poker site, um, and in all the usual places. And so uh, anywhere people can, can find books, they should be able to find it. That's terrific. And you have not yet even put it to bed. So frankly, from my experience with publishing books, and I've had just a few, uh, I think that's a very ambitious timeline because – I've noticed 12 to 16 months from when the book is at the publisher. Now, DMB is not the huge kind of operation that I sometimes deal with, but even with them, that's that's quick if they can come out by May. That would yeah, be nice. Yeah, I agree, and we'll, we'll see. I, I assume everything uh, – others have – I know others who have written books with them and have followed a similar schedule, and it's all worked out, so – Good. I'm pretty confident. I, I actually have to finish this. Uh, I'm submitting the manuscript uh, hopefully next month, and then from there we'll be editing and doing anything else. So, well, if you want yeah, any, it'll be quick. It would be role reversal, Martin. But if you want any advanced readers to take a look through it to see if there are any things that uh, need to be changed, I'm happy to be a set of eyes on your great book. Yeah, I might take you up on that. That's, I've got a couple of people like that who, who've made that offer, and, and it would be nice uh, while there's still time to make some changes to have, have people look at it. Right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, uh, and I look forward to it. Now, now that you're finishing this up, do you have another project kind of that has been on the back burner that you're going to start working on, or is, is this it for a while? Well, uh, i tell you the truth. On the one hand, I can – say that I'm, I, once I'm done with this, I'm going to be looking forward to maybe not writing about poker a little bit for a while. Um, but I do have this uh, project that I started and then put aside once this got going uh, in earnest was I've got this great interest in uh, poker playing presidents and especially Richard Nixon, uh, who played a lot of poker and had a crazy, interesting life full of all these strange episodes, uh, good and bad. Um and I had, I've always thought that it might be interesting to do a little, maybe a much smaller, uh, more modest book about his poker playing and how it related to his political career. So we'll see if that gets revived. But well, I'll tell you, you would have an audience of at least one because I do not believe the hype that has been repeated and repeated and repeated that he funded his first Senate campaign with his poker winnings from the Navy. I don't believe it. I think he did it to make himself look like a regular guy. I can't imagine that it is true that there was enough money earned. I think it's all myth, and I would love to see you debunk it or – for that matter, if you actually find out the truth, uh, I, but I can't imagine that it could be true and known as much as it's been repeated. How could anybody know that he really earned money from poker and used it to fund his senatorial campaign? I mean, this is a discussion for well, another day, but do you have a response? Right. I'm eager to know if you have something off the top of your head. Yeah, and then, in fact, there's a chapter on poker in the White House in the book, so I'll, that'll, some of that will come in uh, in this book. But yes, he definitely won money uh, when playing in the Navy. Uh, whether he won as much as he claimed or that others sort of did as they sort of exaggerated his, his abilities, that's that's a real question. Uh, but he earned some money, and some of it did go to that first campaign. But it, I don't think he, I mean, he certainly didn't fund the whole campaign with, with what he won uh, in the South Pacific. 
Right. Well, that sounds realistic, and I think that's a good note to end on because it's a segue to our next uh, interview when you have written that book, and we can start off by talking about Poker with the Presidents. So thank you, Martin. Yeah, I love, I love to talk with Great. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us. On. Thanks a lot. All right. Yes, thanks so much. That was Martin Harris. Martin Harris, who is a writer and is on the faculty of UNC, he has just written a new book, not yet out. It's going to be Poker and Pop Culture, telling the story of America's favorite card game. We'll be back after a quick break. You've been hearing me talk about my pillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep. Now, not only can you pick up the special deal for four my pillows when you use our promo code cards, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the my pillow mattress. The my pillow mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money back guarantee. The my pillow mattress is made up of three unique layers providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call one 800 319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. 
it's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Okay, play a fun word game with me. This will do it. What do you think of when you think of a hunting lot? Hunt? Yes. What do you think of when you think of a rest home? Your rest. So, you see, we're going to associate the desert in with something beautiful. You don't think of anything here now, do you? Gambling. That's uh, why people come here. That's they right. They gamble. They uh, want to go to hunting lots. They go to Wisconsin. They want to rest. They go to New Orleans. They want to gamble. They come to Vegas. That's what it's called. Gambling. Las Vegas gambling. You see signs around this town with guys with guns shooting ducks. It's a gambling play. They don't shoot ducks, raccoons, beavers. They come to gamble. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. This is House of Cards, and I'm Ashley Adams. This is my favorite segment when I get to chat with Dave Weishattel about uh, questions from listeners. What do we have? You just got back from Korea. I just got back from Korea, and I got to play over there. There is poker in Korea. Um, Fun poker, good poker. Like uh, casino poker? Casino. Or or is it like... uh... Casino poker. Uh, There are two places, the Seven Luck Casino, south of the Wan... River or the Juan. I don't know how you pronounce it in Korea. And is Luck the guy who owns it, or is it what you need? To Seven win brothers it? all named Luck. luck. <laughs> uh, yes. No, it's. Uh, I think it is a translation of a Korean phrase for good luck or be very lucky. You have the Seven Lucks, but it's Seven Luck Casino in the Gangnam area, which is south of the Wan, near where the, the Olympic Village was, mm-hmm. uh, the 88 Olympics. And then I also played at the Walker Hill Casino, which is on the north side of the river, um, east, uh, in the east end of Seoul. And um, the poker is fun. It's not going to be remunerative. There's a 2-5 game at the 7 Luck, only a 2-5 game. Um, They rake 10%, maximum 15, plus $2 for the bad... No, just 15, plus Mm -hmm. 1 for the bad beat. And then... At the Walker Hill, it's 10%, 15 plus 2, and it's a 1-2 game. So you're not going to make money over time. But how cool is it to play poker in Korea for the local currency is the won. I played in not J-U-A-N. I think that's a South American currency. Yeah, so, But this a, is the W-O-N. I, I played Tijuana. The like Tijuana. Um <laughs> But I played. The rules there are that you can't play in a casino if you are Korean. You can only be a tourist or at least a foreign national. Uh, And so I played next to a Russian guy, a British guy, an American guy, some Chinese, and then there were some Korean Americans. Now, now you're a writer and you're a reporter. Do you ask why? Do they think it's just so terrible that their citizens would play that there are a number of countries or... <laughs> that bar really? their citizenry from playing in the casino because they set it up as a way of extracting money from tourists. In the Bahamas, interestingly enough, where the uh, Caribbean adventure is, you can't play in the Atlantis or there's another cas- crystal casino if you are a Bahamian. Hmm. So they have their own underground poker games in the Bahamas. Um, in Korea... You can't play in the casino if you're a Korean citizen. So go figure. But I did play, and I lost in the 2-5 game, but I won more than I lost in the 1-2 game. I didn't play for long, just two hours each place, mainly to get a taste because mm-hmm. I, I am very uh, rake sensitive. Those of you who have listened to the show know I, I played all over the country, uh, all 50 states. All 50 states. Yeah. All 50 states. And uh, – I love a $3 maximum rake. I'll play with a four. I'll even play with a five. But if it's more than a $5 max rake, I just don't want to play. Okay, you're done with the 50 states now. Yes. Now, which uh, – we'll just stick with the U.S. now. What has the best rake according to New you Mexico. for players? For players – New Mexico. What, uh, New Mexico. At least it right? used to be $3 max. Mm-hmm. I haven't played there in four years. Uh, but I've there are – a wonderful lineup of poker rooms from Albuquerque and a little bit west of Albuquerque, the Sky and the 66, and then the Isleta, 
Sandia, going up north towards Santa Fe, Camel Rock. Uh, used to be Cities of Gold. Now it's Thunder Valley, I think. That's one place I haven't played. Uh, but it's great. I mean, you got poker rooms up and down, uh, Santa Ana uh, in Bernalillo. It's great. So that's, I, I think it's a $3 max. But, of course, there are states that have legal poker, but they make raking illegal. In Wyoming. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. In Wyoming, you can't rake. In Oregon. Well, you haven't been listening to this show. So how do they make money, though? I mean, if... Ah, good question. (laughs) You make money if you are a restaurant and you want people to come in as patrons. okay. I see where you're going. You make money if you're a bar, like Trivia Night. Okay. And then... If you're a private club, you get them, run in, get by them a, drinking and get them playing. And if over. you're a okay. private club run by a dealer, okay, you make money because of the tips to okay. the dealer, and so that's what they do in both those places. So um, I'm eager, by the way, in future episodes of House of Cards to talk more about my adventures. And you got to pay attention because I've talked about this before. Well, I've listened so much; it's hard to absorb everything. <laughs> there you go. That was like, awful. Like, <laughs> that was an awful. Cover you need up some attends. I know. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, listeners. Uh, we are done. Make sure next week to tune back in and listen to more House of Cards. Until then, good luck and good day. Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.